Yo, dog, I heard you like podcasts. So we put this poor imitation of a podcast known as Azeroth Coast to Coast in your RS feed. You're probably sick and tired of these intros at this point, but I, Gavril, will continue them until you finally end my reign of madness. Attempting to overthrow me this week are the leaders of the Guerrilla Rebellion, Mr. Chris. Hello. And Mr. Kevin. Hola. There we go. Now, he actually got the gorilla part correct, okay? Chris, that, that was weak. <laughs> Kevin, thank you for playing along. Last week, we did a show, I guess you could call it. Um, I personally feel like it was more verbal diarrhea about space goats because Chris and I just kind of went off the cuff with it. Uh, but this week, we're going to go all out, and we are talking a year of Legion two weeks late. Uh, and with that, I'd just like to remind you that our show is like rain on your wedding day, and it's a free ride when you've already paid. How we doing, boys? Good. If that was a reference to Planet of the Apes, I've never actually seen them. No, no. A, a gorilla. <laughs> G-U-E-R-I-L-L-A. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. It, 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 wrong it, gorilla. <laughs> wrong gorilla. It, this is not, uh, you know, gorilla warfare. This is not the Navy SEAL copy pasta here, Okay. This is this is the you know South American rebels, okay. which is why he said "Hola," because <laughs> okay. he actually got the reference. I didn't. I'm sorry. The fuck did he? Okay, so two seconds. Did Kevin actually get a reference you didn't get? For I think the first time since the three of us have actually known each other. Yes, <laughs> Kevin, I'd like to congratulate you, sir. Thank you. I won the consolation prize. For once in your life, you've won the consolation prize. <laughs> your life is a consolation prize. It's okay. Um, Let's so go. Let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> we are two minutes into the show, and I'm already burning Kevin. So it's, we're, uh, we're it's two a good minutes day. into the show, and about an hour and a half of talking bullshit to one another this morning already. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. As if you uh, can't tell. That's uh, that's something else he's got to add, uh, you know, to the list for when he finally snaps and comes after us. So, I mean, it's OK. I I, I was waiting for it. Uh, Mr. Chris, how was your week in video games and your weekend? Wow, buddy. Um, Remember last week I said I was a priest? Yeah. Uh, back to the hunter because people are assholes. Jesus Christ, son. <laughs> thank God you I, have alts. Thank God they're all like within four eye level of each other. Like, I've got my Demon Hunter completely geared. I've got my Hunter completely geared and my Priest all completely geared. They're all within, like, four eye levels of each other. So I can play whatever's needed. To, needed. I can tank, heal, or DPS. But just let me play one. Just pick. I don't care which one. Just pick one. Aren't you the guild leader? Uh, there's no real guild leader. It's just, like, <laughs> me plus two, two or three other officers, and we're all kind of in charge. I was going to say, just do whatever the hell you want to do. Well, that's like, I'll play whatever, wherever we need, because I like all three of them. So you go always. Yeah, I always I always keep at least a tank healer and a DPS fully geared for the current tier. Just in case we need them. That's a little much, personally. But I like doing all three things, so I, I, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm a good healer. I like tanking, so I do what I do. There you go. Uh, what else have you been up to, buddy? Uh, I've been playing Blade and Soul, actually. Um, okay. They released the new Gunslinger class a little while ago. I wanted to jump in and give it a try. And I've been really enjoying it, actually. Oh, good. It's a lot of fun. It's very bursty. So that's fun. Um, just need to level it up and try it in PvP. 
because that's what Bleeding Soul pretty much is, just PvP. So I'm looking forward to that. And after we're done here, I have like, once we're done here, I have like maybe an hour to relax. And then I'm running a Dungeons and Dragons campaign as a DM. Oh, look at you, blah, blah, blah. I know, I'm so excited. I'm I get like to DM. You. I'm so proud of you. Uh, I bought the uh, Wizard of the Coast newest 5th edition campaign, the uh, Storm King's Thunder. And we're going to try that out today as Myth Me as a DM. So, look forward to it. Well, there you go. All right. I'm glad you're looking forward to it. Get yourself a little bit more uh, social interaction. Quit being such a hermit, even though you're doing it from home. Doing it from home, yeah. Yeah, but I do yeah, do a, yeah. I do do a face to face session every couple of weeks. I play a revised well, ranger in that one. That's fun. Let's see, there you go. All right, Mister Kevin, how has your week been, buddy? I was away at work most of the week, so I didn't get to do what I typically do during the week, which is raid. So, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I. Got on last night, did some world quests. I unlocked my nether like crucible minutes before the show started today. So I was actually pretty pleasantly surprised at the crucible. It's a lot less shitty than I thought it was going to be. So I had an option of like buffing my um, AOE heal or my single target heal as like the row three. Even though I can't use my row three, I like the traits. I like the buffs to the traits that they gave me as options for my level two and level three. On the so what you currently have in your relics, right? Nah. Just now, with do, the one that I have. Now I will say I do like the preview pane. Yeah, that's nice. I do like that. It's nice. So you can, I because I had a bunch of relics left over. There were a bunch of like eight eighty relics and eight eighty plus relics that you know I'd picked up in uh, Argus. And uh, the relic pain was actually really useful because I was like, okay, you're garbage, you're garbage, you're garbage. None of them gave me my master. Yep. None of them gave me the good ones. And my actually, the thing that's causing me to throw away the most of them, it's been the second tier because they're all garbage for a uh, prod. None of them mm-hmm. gave me my master, so I don't care. <laughs> One gave me the mastery, so I was happy about that. Fuck you right in the face. <laughs> the mastery and avoidance <laughs> buff. Yeah, I got it. So, <laughs> yeah, um, if I did have to go down in eye levels to pick a new relic, what would the, like, how how low should I go? Should I go 10 eye levels less, 20 no eye levels less? No more no than more 10 eye level. No more than 10 eye level. Okay. So I'll trash anything that's lower than that and then check the others in the preview. So that'll be fun. That'll be for later. Um, but, yeah, I did some of the, we'll have to talk about the story at some point because, the transition into all the void shit, I just didn't understand it. And I was trying to talk to Nikolai about it, and he was useless this morning. Um, we'll explain it to no, you after. Nikolai was useless? Okay. <laughs> all of uh, I honestly feel like I did one quest, and like everything is now void nonsense. And I'm like, what is this bullshit? So, anyway. It's setting up for the raid. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yes, you'll explain it to me after the show, and at some point we'll talk about it on the show. Because there's Perfect. a lot of lore, this little patch, like this patch has been freaking full of lore. Oh, yeah. Metric fucked on. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot of storyline. And it does seem like those leaks from MMO Champion uh, a couple of months back were absolutely correct. So 100% correct. Yep. So yeah, uh, it's, I guess we'll we'll talk about that in the main topic. But like in terms of lore, um, 
I think there's more in this patch than maybe the past three patches. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I could, well, the Broken Shore mainline scenario, mm. like, just the overall story associated with it is kind of like the same amount of lore that we're dealing with here. It's just this lore is a lot more compressed. This is a three-week drip for storyline as opposed to the 11-week drip we got for Broken Shore. I'm trying to actually think what story we learned from the Broken Shore. Exactly. It was not a compelling story. The only compelling part of it was the Anduin stuff, and only the Lions got to see that. I I, I think, personally, like the lead-up to assaulting... Oh, the the opening scenario was beautiful! Well, there was that, and then there was, you know, everything that kind of leads up into assaulting. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, if they had condensed, if they had cut that in half, if they had made that a five week storyline as opposed to an 11 week storyline, I think it would be looked back at a lot more fondly. I would agree. But it wasn't. And I feel like they would have been able to tell the story in a lot more, in, in a more compelling fashion than they did. Because I, I personally think they should have done what they're doing right now, which is three weeks of story. We got three weeks of story, like unlocks. And then we wait, what is it, a week or two weeks for Antorus? Something like that, yeah. I think yeah, so it's, it, it's a total of five weeks. I, I don't care how long the story is. The story is actually compelling and, you know, has some references to older stuff. And it, you know, it, it's compelling. It's a compelling story. The Broken Shore, I can't even tell you what the hell happened. All I know is that I had to pick up, like, one nether shard from something and, and hand it into. I don't even know which NPC. I had to hand it into People, people listening to the show, just go back to the very start, and every time Kevin says the word compelling, take a shot. Yep, go ahead. <laughs> compelling. Uh, you cannot blame us for any liver poisoning, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, with the magic of podcasts, you can restart now mm-hmm. and get drunk. All yeah, right, you're going to go back 10 minutes. Um, so for me this week, uh, I have been lagging my ass off in WoW and only WoW since 7.3 dropped. And it is frustrating. I'm running like four to 500 milliseconds at all times. And what did we tell you to do last week? Put a ticket in and I haven't had a chance to put the ticket mm, in. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I've got a, I'm doing, I'm running some diagnostics uh, on my internet right now, I've been running diagnostics on my internet for the last couple of days, trying to see if there's any problems down like, somewhere down the line, like a further hop is, you know, dropping packets. And I'm not seeing anything, so I'm I'm assuming it's got to be something related to WoW. Uh, because everything else, like Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, Diablo 3, StarCraft 2, StarCraft Remastered, Warframe, all this other stuff I play, I'm having zero issues. One of our so. guys did have an issue connecting when the patch did drop, but then twenty-four hours he was fine. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use I'm gonna do my ISP first, and then I'm going to move over into talking to Blizzard because I want to like knock out everything I possibly can before I start talking to the uh, the uh, GMs or the uh, customer service team, the CMG. Because at least then you can say I've done everything I need to do. Exit. Yeah. I've communicated with my people. They've checked. I'm within a hundred yards of a node. I'm fine. Everything's okay on my end. What's fucked up with y'all? And uh, also, playing druid in Hearthstone makes me feel very dirty. You should. If I'm face, 
if I'm facing anything except like a Razakis priest, I feel really, really dirty playing Druid because I have made so many swing saves in game. It's not even funny. Like, I'll be sitting there, and it's just like, oh, I'm fighting against aggro. They're beating the crap out of me. They have a very wide board. Oh, here we go, spreading plague. You're bad, oh, here we go. you should feel bad. Yeah, oh, here we go, earthen scales. Oh, here we go, cun the forgotten king for 10 armor. Oh, here we go, feral rage, feral rage for 16 armor. And it's just like, I feel kind of bad, because I've saved games that I should not have won. But I am trying to climb legend this season again, so... Have you ever made Legend? I have made Legend twice. Okay. So uh, I am climbing Legend again this season. So, uh, But this season is going to be really interesting because there's a lot of representation for Razakis Priest up between uh, 10 and 1. And Razakis Priest actually can deal with Jade Druid really easily. Uh, especially if they take the big variant or they utilize some big variant in their, uh, like the big kit inside of their, uh, playstyle. Uh, because Druid can't deal with big creatures. Hearthstone! Yep. Uh, Hearthstone! Yeah! All right, boys! We're gonna go into <laughs> listener feedback this week. Uh, I don't think anyone Mr. Actually Chris. This. <laughs> huh? Did anyone actually update this? Uh, I looked at no. the Gmail and we did not have any Gmails. So, oh, we didn't um, have that lazy one. AI lazy has AI's. stopped yeah. Gmailing us. Well, what was the one that you sent us last week? We can talk about that quick. Um, we, we have talked it in about the show this notes last, from week. last week. This no, we didn't week go we into detail about it, but he had some lore points that he brought up. Well, give us at least if you say there's multiple ones, give us I... one of the points and we'll talk about it quick. I actually deleted the entire email out of this since this is the new show notes, not the last show I notes. Have it. I have it up. Okay. <clears throat> Give me two seconds and then we can talk about it. Okay. I'll mark. We'll deal with this with I'll the magic of editing. Edit. Yeah. I'll mark for yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Kevin's like, we're not going to edit this. You know what? You know what? Fuck it. We're not going to edit this. We're going to make everybody know how unprofessional of a podcast we are. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and vape and drink water right into the mic with it live. <laughs> You do that anyway. All right. I don't do Take that a look anyways. At the new I mute sheet myself, asshole. In the show notes. I see it. Sheet 11. Okay. Okay, so uh, let's read one of the points and we'll we'll, we'll debate through it. Uh, let's do the Jaina point. Okay. That works. Jaina point. Okay, so he asks, uh, if Jaina returns as the leader of the Kirin Tor to which she is the legal heir, it won't be as a pirate but as a mage queen, which is much cooler than scurvy, redden, Lice infected, gap teethed pirates. I disagree. Not on the pirate thing, because pirates are pretty cool. And, you know, scurvy and lice infestation is kind of like part and parcel with being a pirate. But you're forgetting that Kultiris during the Cataclysm was unmoored from the seabed. It broke off. Yep. Kultiris is MIA right now. Yeah, we have no idea where Kultiris is right now. We don't even know if Kultiris so, survived the Cataclysm, let alone if it's still like completely civilized. Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing, is that this is just my wild speculation on it. Um, but, I mean, with the leak information that we got at the same time that we got the 7.3 storyline information dropped uh, back on MMO Champion a couple months back, we're going to Kultiris at some point, or we will be interacting heavily with someone from Kultiris. Yep. Now, uh, 
you know, I, I don't feel like there's any spoilers because that was fully out there information months ago. That was that was something that people knew about that. You know, if if you if you are one of our few listeners and, you know, you actually were saving yourself from that information. Sorry. But at the same time, it's like this is information that's been out there. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that Colterus is off fucking somewhere. We have no idea. You know, an interest, something that came to me a couple days ago would be really interesting if we get into a, uh, uh, a Zandalar Colteris confrontation. Which I feel like is something that has been missing this expansion, a troll raid. Yeah. Uh, so I, my, like, I could see, like, Colteris having become unmoored from the main continent of Azeroth. And ending up over in uh, Zandalar, Zuldalar, or whatever it's called. I forget. I think it's Zuldalar. It's Zandalar, isn't it? It is Zandalar. The island is Zandalar. The island of Zandalar, yeah. Okay. It goes and ends up on the island of Zandalar, which by this point, if you read any old information, is basically just a mountaintop peeking out of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could definitely see, you know, a conflict between Kul'Tiris and the trolls, and the... Kul'Tiran Navy going full privateer par- uh, pirate mode on them because, you know, they have to survive somehow because they are no longer connected to the main continent of Azeroth. Um, I could totally see also Jaina becoming the pirate mage queen of Kul'Tiris after returning to it and discovering it locked into this battle. And I would totally be okay with her weaponizing the entire island of Kul'Tiris as a floating fortress. You and me both? I could totally be behind that. This is all wild speculation. This is this is some lore watch, you know, tier tinfoil hat speculation right now, okay? The thing with Jaina is that she's since Theramore, she's not been, in my opinion, the best written character that Blizzard's done. Since Theramore. She's been kind of one-dimensional. Yeah, which she's been a little one dimensional. Every single time you've seen Jaina, she's either or peace and love and happy shit. And then after Theramore, she was warmonger, warlord type shit. There's never two sides to Jaina. It's one or the other. There's no middle ground. It's one extreme to the other. And <sighs> I, 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 sorry to interrupt. No, you. Go on. I could see, I could see her going back to Cold Tiras to find, to find some kind of peace. Like, yeah. it's like, nobody listens to me. I'm going back home. I'm taking my water elementals and going back home. Screw you guys. And, you know, coming into this conflict or, you know, finding, you know, her people adrift in the ocean with no connection to the outside world and, you know, having to take up that mantle of leader. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I could, I still see her as a pirate queen, okay? I, it's just like, that's ultimately my dream, is pirate mage queen uh, in the floating isle fortress of uh, Kul Tiras. Okay, that's ultimately my dream. I would love them to turn Kul Tiras into the equivalent of Dalaran, but Jane, evil Jaina's fortress. Not even evil, it's just like morally gray Jaina. Yeah, okay. Like Sylvanas like, Jaina. Like Sylvanas Jaina, it's like... She doesn't need to be doing this, but she's doing this because she feels like this is what's right. Yeah. And she's not exactly wrong about it yeah, either. That's the worst part. She's not completely wrong, but it's just morally great. Yeah. I, my other, by the way, the other prediction I have at this point is that we will have a uh, full on, we're going to either have a full on Loa troll raid 
or we're gonna have a void touch troll, troll raid Ooh, in the next I want the void touch troll raid I really do or you know just yeah we, we totally see you know Kultira says totally void infested so one of the three one of the three is probably what's gonna happen I want that hey shall we move on yeah uh I'm okay uh Lazy, uh, thanks for that. Uh, we'll probably double back and touch on the other two points you have. Yes. And I would love to go back and take a look at those at a future date and time just to kind of talk about it. Yeah, because they were very good points. It's just about trying to fit everything in one show. Yep. Uh, Kevin, did we have any feedback from Mr. Elby this week? We did not because I have not been around to collect any feedback from Mr. Elby. Elby, you're fired. So, okay. We'll hear LB, from Elby in fired. a of time. Uh, you're you're fired. Please pack up your things and uh, be out by the end of the day. Okay. That or we oh, will he, have security escort you. LB did comment on the fact that we had an hour and a half of blank nothingness at the end of last week's podcast, which has now been fixed. Correct. I. It will be fixed after I post this week's show. I would like to blame our sound editor, Kevin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, thank you, audio engineer. For uh, your your hard work. No problem. Okay. Uh, news this week. We're going to go ahead and go quick. There is not a whole lot of news going on this week. Mr. Kevin, would you like to talk about World of Warcraft? World of Warcraft news. The Netherlight Crucible unlocked, or you have the ability to unlock it via doing some quests now. Mm-hmm. Check that out. Um, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. We really shit on it a few weeks ago. I stand by um, the ship. I'm still shitting yeah, on I it. Yeah, I still stand by the okay. ship. All right, I'm a little not as shitty as I was last time. Uh, Seat of the Triumvirate, four boss rate or four boss dungeon has been released, so you can do that. Has anyone done that? Yeah, I've done it on a couple turns. I I enjoy it. I have as a tank. I think it's a good little you like dungeon. It? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Mythic it, it, Plus it's version. Very straightforward. Yeah, uh, we were talking about the Mythic Plus earlier. It, it's it's a very straightforward. It's like Maw of Souls style straightforward. There's like a very clearly defined path, and you go to yeah. it. It's very linear, okay. but it's the the fights are quite fun, which is why I'm looking forward to the harder difficulty versions. How are yeah. the mechanics? Very relatively very, simple. Yeah, for the relatively most part. simplistic. But again, I think when more damage and more health pools are involved, it'll be a lot more. Like the mechanics will actually be mechanics will matter point. at that point. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. I, I will give a suggestion if your team can't burn down the first boss immediately, like, real quick, like, on a bloodlust or a heroism, uh, clear the entire fucking area. Yeah. Clear the entire area, because he does void zones, and the void zones are huge as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> just, just wanted to let that one out. Uh, you were saying? What else is going on right now, Mr. Kevin? Um, they released a pet to... And all the proceeds, if you buy the pet, go to helping the Red Cross and the disaster release relief efforts from the hurricanes. That's your charity that pet. pet. Is, yep, it's this chair. It's our charity pet for this one, uh, and that is a shadow, which appears to be some kind of like Finnick fox, I'm which guessing, or something like that. Utterly adorable. Let's be honest. They. I don't know if this is the official charity pet because it's not going to helping the Children's Hospital of Orange County. They don't always so. do. The same one. If there if there is like a natural disaster, they'll usually do Red Cross. And isn't okay. isn't the charity pet usually closer to like October it's usually, or November? It's usually like October November time. But if they have like a global event, like 
the hurricanes will do something earlier. They released it early. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, it is absolutely adorable. It actually is. Um, and there are two flavors. Yep. They made it. When I was looking at the features of the pet, it said that it would be available on your current tunes and then any future tunes that you make. Is that? Yeah. So, do, do they said, always yeah, do that? So all, yeah. all store pets and all store mounts, once you buy it once, the entire account gets it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, it just it just goes into your uh your pets tab. Yep. Cool. Um, so it looks like a little fox. Is it? Like what color is it? Uh, there's purple, and I believe the is other it- one's green. It's like orange ish, yellow ish, like normal fox color. You get to pick I think. which one you summon, or how does that work? Don't no know. Idea. I haven't bought it yet. Hmm. Yeah, I need to figure that out. It's on my list. Yeah, looks cute. Chris, talk about Diablo. Diablo three new patch two point six point one is still on the PTR. We're seeing even more significant class changes. These are some crazy, crazy shit. Um. I, I, I've been watching my video feed, my YouTube feed, and my RSS feed, and it's just like, it. I've, I've got videos from Riker and a bunch of other people that are just like, this patch is crazy as shit. You're going to see a lot of archetypes that you haven't seen in a long time coming back up and suddenly being good again. I'm totally stoked for it. I can't wait to see how it goes. I'm going to actually probably jump on the PTR at some point today and see how I can uh, see, how it, see how it plays out. I'm excited for the patch. It looks fun. Um... Yep, I totally am. Totally, totally am. Uh, Hearthstone news. We are not really seeing anything more significant. I believe they st- they did give out the official date for the balance changes, which I believe is the 19th, which would be this coming Tuesday, I think. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, we're going to see um, the balance changes coming out on the 19th-ish. That'll be nice. Um, if you're planning on playing a Murloc deck up to that point, do it until then because afterwards murloc's kind of a little weaker um and yeah we haven't really gotten any more information about anything else they we do have confirmation that they are looking into the problem cards with druid again not sure because i can tell you right now these nerfs are not good enough to take druid down as the top dog in the uh, expansion right now um we're gonna see a little bit more of the rosaka's priest and the priest archetypes coming up but it's still gonna be druid uh mr chris would you like to talk about hots of the storm yeah, I would. so um they just announced uh two new heroes and a new map coming to the nexus we have voskaya industries one of my favorite overwatch maps uh, i love that i love the russian map it's so fun uh this map will work very similarly to how it does in overwatch you will have the um the point the control, control point thank you the control point map uh, where there'll be three control points, one will activate at any given time. Uh, the actual taking of the control points work very similar to Overwatch. Uh, once you get to 90%, if it's still contested, it will go into uh, overtime. Um, and once you actually do take control of the point, a giant Russian mech will appear in that lane and push... Uh, no, nope, it's a controllable one. It'll appear in the lane for two players to jump into. One player will control the movement and some basic abilities... The other player will control all of the rail guns and stuff like that to allow you to push down the lane. Very much like Dragonshire um, and the Garden, but whatever that one's called. I hate that map, so I don't know what it's called. Uh, Garden that of Terror. Um, but it's Chogal style. Uh, yeah, but Chogal style. It actually looks very fun. I watched the background overview this morning. It looks 
pretty good actually. Uh, they've got some interesting new mechanics like movable ter- moving terrain. Um, Can't be any worse than freaking Hanamura. Well, the, 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 the good point here is that Hanamura has been shelved and is getting redesigned, so there's that. Um, mm-hmm. As for the heroes, we're sticking with the Overwatch theme. With As far as we know, the first hero coming will be Anna, uh, our second Overwatch support, uh, and our first Overwatch sniper. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm very interested to see how they're actually going to implement the sniper healer into heroes. It works very well in Overwatch. She's very powerful, very niche in Overwatch, but very powerful nonetheless. I'm interested to see how they're going to bring that into the Nexus. Uh, second, love this one. Again, second with the Overwatch theme, Junkrat will be coming to the Nexus. The crazy Aussie. So we're getting a support and a specialist. Support and a specialist. Right. It seems like they're going whole hog on this Overwatch theme this year. I'm not so thrilled with it, personally. Yeah, there's but, a lot uh, of Overwatch themes coming out lately. Um, because Overwatch is popular. But the thing is, it's not as popular or as much of a moneymaker as a lot of WoW's, uh, wow, Blizzard's. a lot of Blizzard's other properties. Yeah. Well, it, it, it is a big so, moneymaker, but if you look at like Hearthstone or WoW, they make as much money. How many have- Overwatch characters are currently in Heroes versus World of Warcraft? Uh, or, let's see. Well, uh, know, okay, another. a. World of Warcraft has a much larger roster. Yeah, but it has 25 years of story has... to pull from. Mm-hmm. Overwatch, they're making things, they could, they're making characters up whole cloth, so, yeah, you know, so they can really get away with just about anything. But so far, we're going to have Anna, Junkrat, Genji, Lucio, Tracer, Tracer, Zarya, Lucio, Eva. Eva. Yeah, seven of, what is it, what is that, like 20 characters? It's like 28, 25, something like yeah. in Overwatch. But my, so we've got like a third of the Overwatch cast. My point is that we could maybe see a little more from StarCraft. Or maybe another couple Diablos. Because I do feel like there's still... Obviously, Overwatch is very un- underrepresented in Heroes because it's brand new and it came out during Heroes of the Storm's life cycle. But for the fact that Diablo and StarCraft are some of the bread and butter franchises of uh, Blizzard, a little more representation would be really nice in Heroes. I feel like they're just doing this to help try to push awareness on the esports thing with, you know, the Overwatch League and all that bullshit. I agree. Which, still standby, was announced too early. Well, they've done a um, Diablo event in Heroes of the Storm. Two right. Diablo events. And did they do events for the other franchises? They've done a StarCraft uh, and they're doing a Warcraft one. Well, they've done two Warcraft and ones. And they've also done an Overwatch one. They did do an Overwatch one with Hanamura. Yeah, but Hanamura came they? out, they did an Overwatch. Actually, they've done two. They've done two. They've done the Nexus Challenge, and both of them really uh, had uh, Genji and Zarya-related stuff mm-hmm. in it. And D.Va with the second one. Yeah, D.Va too. So it seems like they're going way deep on this Overwatch stuff. For it being the newest franchise, I think it's getting too much representation compared to the franchises that have been Blizzard's moneymakers for 20 plus years. Kevin? Well, it's, I, I don't, you know, it's cool to see new stuff in the game. 
I mean, that's basically it. Okay. Whether it's this so, franchise or another franchise, they're continuing to work on it. So that's cool. I, I would just like to see a little bit more diversity in uh, what franchises are represented don't, so heavily. But I understand, you know, we got a lot of StarCraft 2 and we got a lot of Diablo last Don't get me wrong. Year, I'm so. really excited to see Anna because anyone that's a sport, I'm happy with. But I want to see I can't more. wait to see Junkrat. I love uh, specialists. So, so, yeah, we're all we're happy about what we're seeing. Just we'd be happier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's not it's not that I'm upset that they're going with the Overwatch theme this year because like I said last year we had a lot of Diablo three of stuff uh, this year also this year and last year we've had a lot of Diablo three things we've had a lot of StarCraft two stuff I just wish you know we got a little bit more of those as opposed to the Overwatch which seems to be like a lot of the most recent stuff has been Overwatch related or WoW related yeah. I just want a little bit more representation that's all however speaking of Overwatch. They are going free-to-play for a couple days uh, between the 22nd and the 25th. Overwatch, uh, that's of September, by the way. Overwatch will be free-to-play on all platforms, so that's PlayStation, PC, and Xbox. All right, get a... Get more people involved in the game. Uh, any Anybody that's playing Blizzard games, I'm happy about. I'm actually going to download uh, it on my part. PlayStation and give it a try. See how the console yeah, version works? Yeah, pretty much. Because I love it on PC. I love yeah. Overwatch on PC. But I want to try it on console, see how it plays. I think you're going to be upset. Probably, because I've always played first-person shooters on PC. So, probably. I When I found out that you could use it with a Xbox controller, I bought one and I tried it with the Xbox controller. I immediately put it down. Well, the thing is, okay, I play so... like Final Fantasy XIV on console. I don't play it with a mouse and keyboard. I play it on console. But this is not a first person shooter no but it's just one of those my point is that a lot of people say that playing that game on console is dumb and you shouldn't do it but i thrive on console with that game it might be as the same case with overwatch Uh, hmm. one of the funniest things with me is that uh some of my first like really hardcore first person shooter uh things games i played were on uh, like a controller like i played the fuck out of call of duty Four: modern warfare call of duty three four was modern warfare i can't remember which one yeah four call of duty Four: modern warfare the one that started the whole fucking thing but i played the shit out of that on xbox 360 was it yeah xbox 360 yeah and i played a lot of goldeneye on console as well Uh, does it mean that using a controller for an fsp i still have a Scar on my hand from that stupid controller, okay? <laughs> I have a stigmata fucking scar on my right hand from that stupid goddamn controller and Mario Party. I played forward. so much Pokemon Yellow on my N64. <laughs> okay, we're, we're, we're getting off track here. We're yep. getting off track here. So we have some a little bit of StarCraft news. It is a little bit on the older side. Dahaka and the new co-op mission Malwarfare did come out. Uh, there are also some uh, more patch notes related to the balance changes in multiplayer. Go check them out. We'll make sure to have a link in the show description. Ooh. And uh, which of you two wants to talk about uh, the, the last Beckins. one? <clears throat> Go for oh, it, Kevin. BlizzCon Virtual Ticket is now on sale. You can get your virtual ticket and join in the BlizzCon fun. 
uh, right now you can get them for thirty nine ninety nine US dollars, or you can get it for twenty nine ninety nine uh, euros or twenty five British pounds. Uh, you will get the opening ceremony for free. Everyone will get that. You'll get the uh, new upgraded experience, which we'll talk about briefly. All the esports, that's all free. With the BlizzCon virtual ticket, you will get live coverage from all stages, including stages that have not been available previously, like the voice actor stage and stuff like that. You will get the BlizzCon uh, in-game goodies, which will include the two mounts that are available this year. You've got the Alliance uh, gunship and the Horde gunship available as mounts this year. Uh, you will get on-demand replays of everything to do with BlizzCon, and you will get weekly pre-BlizzCon videos starting from the live stream that went on Wednesday. So I think they're coming up every Wednesday. The previous, the pre-show videos. There you go. Um, but yes, so all of that available for the thirty-nine ninety-nine. Uh, so if you are interested and you're not going to BlizzCon but you do want to see everything. It is now available for you to purchase. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing related to it? Yeah. The goodie bag. They're doing something interesting this year. <laughs> so you've got the baseline BlizzCon 2017 goodie bag, which will contain a BlizzCon styled backpack, which I think looks really cool, actually, by the way. Uh, Velcro badge icons uh, with the badge for each Blizzard game. So that's six badges in total. You'll get a Series 4 collectible pin, a Series 3 Overwatch edition uh, vinyl. You will get a BlizzCon exclusive uh, Mercy backpack hanger, which actually looks really cute. And that comes in the basic pack. They are also introducing an epic upgraded version, which you will get everything that comes with the basic one, plus uh, an additional three uh, badges, uh, an extra fourth, uh, fourth Series collectible pin, an extra... Series 3 Overwatch vinyl, an Overwatch backpack blind hanger, and a BlizzCon murky pin. Um, so, yeah. A lot of stuff that's coming in the extra one. But here's how the pricing is going to work out. So the basic BlizzCon goodie bag will be available to everyone for $45. Um, and if you're looking to get the extra options, it's available for $70. Uh, for people who purchase the virtual ticket, you will get a $10 discount, making it $35 and $60 respectively. I don't know what people at Blizz that, that are going to BlizzCon are actually getting yet. That's not actually there. I don't think that was actually ever mentioned, so I don't know. If you are going to BlizzCon, you'll find out. <laughs> mm -hmm. The people and, who are uh, going to BlizzCon get the standard one, and then you can upgrade it for, I think, 20 bucks. Is that what it said? Mm, don't ask me. I'm not going. So, right. couldn't tell. I you. mean, the the cool thing is, is that if you look at the price of it, and it's like forty five bucks for the goodie bag for BlizzCon, a BlizzCon ticket, which is two hundred. That's like almost a fourth of the price of that. So for free. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good value. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of Overwatch related that's stuff coming in again, it, though. It's just pushing that Overwatch stuff. Little more of a mix. There are six franchises you have up and running currently. No, give them all mm -hmm. a little love. <laughs> I would love to have seen a little bit more representation. I probably won't be buying the goodie bag just because it's, it's so much Overwatch stuff, and I'm not a big, huge Overwatch fan. Kevin and I are getting the goodie bag just for going, so just for going, yeah. 
But throw me your heart. But it does yeah. mean I don't have to take I'm a not. backpack on the plane with me. I can just use that one coming back, so it's fine. See, there you go. All right, uh, we have just killed forty minutes. Let's go ahead and jump into our year in retrospective. All yeah. right, so uh, this show is about two weeks yeah. late. We were planning originally on doing this uh, on the the launch week, uh, which you know that was the twenty seventh. So I mean that would have been uh, pro- either our show that we did on the second or the show we were supposed to do on the twenty sixth. Um, but we never had an opportunity to. Um, so we're just kind of gonna go through sort of our thoughts and our feelings about the, sh- about the, uh, about the expansion so far and, uh, what we've liked, what we have. We've already liked. done a six month review, uh, so we're not going to go too much mm-hmm. into depth before 7.2, but after that, we'll go a lot more in depth. So what we're probably going to do is we're just going to go ahead and, uh, we're each going to take one of the major quote unquote patches, uh, from the first six months, just go through real quick what that brought us. And uh, then we'll get to 7.2 and do a little bit more talking about that. How's that sound? Okay, so uh, with Legion launch, that was August the 27th of 2016, so that was just over a year ago. We had uh, we had the... Uh, the Broken Shore we scenario? didn't have... We didn't... Yeah, well, we had the Broken Shore scenario. Okay, you, you yep, see, it just has Broken Shore there, and I'm like, Broken Shore yep, didn't come out mechanic. in 7.0? <laughs> oh, trolled. Uh, so we did have the Broken Shore scenarios. Yep. Yep. Did, wait, wait. That was the intro Kill, scenario. Yeah. Sorry, the intro Varian scenario to Legion. That got us into Legion. Varian kicking bucket. Yeah, the Legion intro scenario. Oh, spoilers. That's a year old. Fuck that. A year old spoiler. So <laughs> you had the you had the Legion introduction scenario where you know you assembled at your capital city and launched began the assault on the Broken Isles. Uh, you also got your first artifact weapon. You got your ability to grab your other artifact weapons. Uh, we did have a good number of dungeons that launched, that came with launch that were actually in really good shape. They were actually fun for the most part. Uh, they were generally pretty easy on anything that wasn't mythic, but, uh, they were pretty good. They were pretty good, I'd say. Like the mechanics and they were very fun. Uh, we also did have Emerald Nightmare in the files that did not come out at launch, at the 7.0.1 launch. It was a couple of weeks after it did have to unlock, uh, but uh, Emerald Nightmare, <clears throat> excuse me, overall did not excite a lot of people. It was fun. A lot of people didn't think it was a very good, didn't think it was a very hard oh. raid at all. It was still fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it was cleared very quickly on Mythic when Mythic launched, so... What are people's uh, overall impressions about the artifact weapon having it for a year? Is that like I kind of wish that they would do something like that into the next expansion? I'm bored of well, the system. This is, well, this is something that I was talking, I think, with Nikolai yesterday, and it's like Legion has been a test bed situation. It has been a beta test for a lot of new systems. The artifact weapon is the first time. Blizzard has ever experimented with a horizontal progression path. Where instead of being a gear treadmill where you just replace stuff and replace stuff and replace stuff, your item grows with you. Or your equipment or your gear grows just straight with you. Like, on a flat plane. You don't ever have to replace it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a different kind of uh, horizontal progression in the next expansion. 
Um, I don't know if it'll be artifact weapons themselves, but I can definitely see them can trying to continue the uh, horizontal progression because it's a lot easier to deal with, uh, especially since they've now figured out ways to kind of combat the bad RNG associated with some of the things that are necessary for it. Um, I hate the grind, and I hate it. My hope with it is that we don't lose a lot of the stuff that some of the artifact traits actually completely change some spells. My hope is we don't lose those changes when we go over to the new system. Um, That would kind of defeat the whole purpose. Well, I mean, I think we might see some of our more, like, as a tinfoil hat here, I think we might see some of our more important, like, gold dragons and some of the minor ones ones just kind of go into us, become a part of us, become baseline. That's what happened with with the Warlord stuff. When, when we went from Warlords and Allegion, all those class perks that we got for leveling up just became baseline, or got completely redesigned into the new class design. Yep. Uh, who wants to do seven point one? Well, um, seven point one uh, was released on the twenty fourth of October, twenty sixteen, and it, it, with that, it brought the redesigned Karazhan Mythic Dungeon. Uh, as well as the second raid of the first tier, the Trial of Valor. Um, Trial of Valor sucked. <laughs> I did not enjoy that raid. Helia was a cow. It, aesthetically, beautiful. It was aesthetically, it was gorgeous. It was just not a fun raid. Yeah, Trial I- of Valor, not that fun. I don't think they should do a short raid. I don't have like problems that. with small raids. I, no, I, I think they're necessary. I think they're very I don't, necessary. I don't, a, I don't have a problem with small raids. I think the the overall feel of tier one for this expansion was great. Yeah, the two large raids plus the little one, and I thought it fit very well. But the issue was just that the trial of valor raid was just not fun. I mean, we've had smaller hmm. raids think, in the past that fit very well into tier. I, I think they would have done better with a uh, with a Sartharian style yeah. fight, or maybe like even a Halian style fight, like a single boss dungeon, like no, straight yeah, up. I would agree. Like a single boss raid. You go in, you clear some trash, and then you collect some loot at the end of the day. And it's like it's just something you go and do after raid night. It's like, oh hey, you know, we didn't do too bad. Let's go try some linear progression over on. Uh, you know, we're just we're fucking up on heroic, man. Let's just go over and just like beat on Sarth for a little while, see if we can do three. It drinks. was nice to see the conclusion of a story arc, though, for a change. Yeah, it was yeah. nice to see a conclusion. Uh, but, but the problem is, we didn't <clears throat> we didn't get a conclusion to the storyline. No, There's a whole point of that. Spoiler alert, folks! Spoiler alert, right here. Year old spoilers, right here, folks. He just fucking teleports. Fucking Odin just goes like, hmm, I wonder how my Keeper brothers are doing. And teleports to Ulduar. And nothing happens. But it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thread that's available for them in the future. The whole I, the whole point of the story arc was that Odin was trapped because of Helia. With Helia gone, Odin's no longer trapped. He can actually physically be a part of this fight. Or physically be a part of whatever he can note, be. Where the fuck is Odin? Oh, right probably now? off masturbating with his keeper buddies. Yeah. Where is Odin? Where's the spirit of Ra? Oh, I miss Ra. These are all where is the train questions on this show. <laughs> Definitely off the rails. 
Uh, no, no sir. Is... The the hype train has no brakes, sir. So you know we really don't need <laughs> rails. We don't need rails where Jim, we're going. Can we talk about seven one five? I like. Well, first of all, I liked like I I liked uh, the Karazan Mythic Dungeon. Um, I mm-hmm. thought that that was really cool. I never played the original one, so I really liked going through those fights. I liked how long it was. I liked that it actually took time to defeat, like, in the early days. You know, we were talking earlier that, you know, in the my first few runs, they took two-plus hours to clear that, or even not to clear it. So I thought that that was really cool. Um, I didn't like the quests in it that made me go back 800 times, but I guess that's a different story. I still haven't finished my Archmages. Neither have I. Neither have I. And it's like I don't really care. And the eye level's so low, it doesn't matter anymore. I will go back and complete it. I will go back into when I can solo it, probably, at some point. Yeah. (laughs) That's one way to do it. Um, But yeah, it was nice to see that. I really... I liked the fact that the first boss is like one of three different bosses and you can, it's kind of RNG, which one you get. So that's cool. Plus that is wicked. Yeah. So I'm happy. Good time. <laughs> wicked, wicked. Duka. All right. Seven, one, five. And the point five releases this time around have been mostly class tuning changes. So there was a lot of class changes that came in this patch. And there was another one that came in seven, two, five. Um, we also got Nighthold becoming available to play the second or the first tier raid. I know that you guys like to differentiate the tier raids versus the non-tier raids. I am not, you know, this is my only, you know, second expansion, so I don't know well, what the difference say, is. We, or I understand what the difference is. We mean this is a part of the initial tier. So Nighthold, Night, uh, Night Trial of Valor, and the Emerald Knight were the first tier of raiding for Legion. Okay. Um, it was the third raid that I played in Legion. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Mist of Pandaria time walking opened. I've only done this once, and you know, I doesn't My matter. Time walking event. I love the Mist dungeons. They were fun. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Is it worse now than it was originally? Oh or no, was it, is, oh, no. Mist was fucking a Mist, face roll. Uh, Mist was Mist absolute face, face roll when it comes to the dungeons. But I just like the aesthetic of the dungeons. I love the aesthetic. They just looked beautiful. And you didn't even need a healer for a lot of the Mist dungeons. Even I was on a blood DK. I can attest for this. <laughs> uh, Brawler's Guild also opened. Did anyone stick with Brawler's Guild? Complete I think I'm, I think I'm like two or three off of finishing it on my hunter. I just, mm-hmm. I just haven't had the time to go back and do it. Like. Like rank eight or rank one, I don't remember which is the eight higher is the one. Highest. I got it. I got most of eight is the highest. So I got. I think I'm like seven, and I got. I did that in like one yeah. night, and then every other night I went. Brawler's Guild was yeah. just packed, and I was just like, nope, done with uh, this. For it's now. it's really fun. I love Brawler's Guild. I've done it every expansion since it came out back in Mist, but I just I haven't had the time to finish it this expansion. You seriously have to wait for other people to play. Oh, I love, it for you I love, that, I love that about it because I do get to watch the fights and stuff. Fights that I haven't done, I get to see where they're fucking up and watch what I need to do to be careful. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it's nice that way, and you get to if you if you're doing it with a group of friends, you can actually just cheer your friends on. It's quite fun. Okay, um, Nighthold compared to Emerald Nightmare, I hate it. <laughs> it was such more of a pain in the ass. 
some of the fights just took us forever from a progression standpoint to actually defeat. And it was, I, it, maybe it's just me, but I, there were certain fights where like, if you don't have the, a good enough DPS or, you know, if we didn't have enough DPS in the group that night, we just basically couldn't do any fights. And we just, well, yeah, those the are the DPS check bosses. Every raid has DPS checks. If you don't have the DPS to do it, then you're not going to do anything after that point. That's the point of those bosses. Motherfucking Croesus, bitches. Um, but my biggest issue with Nighthold doesn't have anything to do with the fights. The fights were amazing in Nighthold. Again, aesthetically, it was beautiful. My problem was uh, as a tank, because I was a tank in that tier, magic everywhere. And as a tank who don't have yes, tanks who do not have druids. magic resistance, aka every other tank but druids. Uh, well, druids and uh, DKs. Even then, the DKs I've seen, I've seen some DKs struggling mm. because it was just anti magic. That's all they had. Um, it was a nightmare. It was it was a nightmare of a tier if you were a tank. Um, it's hmm? funny because we had a DK and a druid tank, and that's why I hate you. Yep. DKs are the <laughs> yeah, DKs, DKs and Mistweavers were pretty much like, or uh, Brewmasters were pretty much like the number two tanks in terms of like raw resistance being able to resist With the Druids fights being the one behind yeah. Druid. De- yeah. As a Death Knight and Paladin and Warrior, were I was okay. freaking useless. As, not Death Knight, as a Demon Hunter, I was freaking useless because we don't have a lot of magic with us. We have one that is not very powerful. Yep. Uh, wasn't night? Didn't they also nerf pal, uh, warriors going they into night? Nerfed or was them that going during in because they were broken as balls. Yeah, and then they ended up being garbage they because yeah. they didn't have like any magic resist, any any strong magic yep. resist left anymore. Nighthold was not a good tier for tanks. It was far from it. Okay. Sorry to hear that, Chris. So, uh, seven point. 7.1.5. Kevin, overall feelings? Um, I say like around this point in the expansion, I was just getting really kind of sick of doing Nighthold like every single raid night and just not making a lot of progress and was kind of getting a little discouraged with the game. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Chris, 7.0.1 through 7.1.5. Opinions? Uh, loved the rating up until Nighthold. Once I swapped from Tank, though, I really enjoyed Nighthold. Nighthold was very fun. Gul'dan was a beautiful encounter. Um, I, 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 at that point, I would give the expansion an 8 out of 10. Okay. Kevin, do you have a numerical to attach to it? Um, I mean, compared to you remember, I'm coming from Warlords of Drainer, so this was like a ten out of ten expansion. Okay. Maybe I would take a point off because of Nighthold, uh, just so how difficult it was. So probably nine out of ten. All right, nine out of ten and an eight point five ish. Yeah, eight. eight, eight, eight point five. About you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, seven for me. Uh, Suramar was ungodly and i just kind of breezed through oh. all the reps so i was exalted with it so good i i didn't keep up with it and it just took forever 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 to do those weekly, all those weekly ones i yeah, I, and, I didn't but, keep up with it purposefully and i breezed through it in like two days it was so good just all that story just thrown at me well my problem is is that i was on top of everything 
the second it came out. So I had, I had completed my night my nightfall on reputation in well before I had to I deal with it. I knew I was going to burn. Uh, except for the parts that you had to complete to get the I knew I was going to burn out on it if I did that. So I just waited and waited and just did it all in two days and it was glorious. <laughs> okay. So uh, we have a seven and eight and a nine. So above average, a very mm-hmm. respectable number. All right. So uh, now, Chris, this is a question for you I- specifically. Just between 7.0.1 and 7.1.5, where would you rank it? Um, Just up into Nighthold. Nighthold, I would have given a... It's one that difficult. I'd probably give it about a 7. I would have dropped Nighthold... Well, no, on your list. On your list of expansions. On my list of expansions? Oh, up to third, the, third, third, up through Nighthold. So you have you've, you've done Nighthold. So it at would this go point. Pandaria at number one, Wrath of the Lich King at number two, Legion at number three. Okay, you'd say Legion at three. All right, that works. All right, so we're gonna go into seven point two, seven point two, seven point two point five, and seven point three. Uh, let's go with Kevin. Which one do you want to cover, buddy? Let's just do seven point two. That is when the All Broken right. Shores came out. We got the Eter- Cathedral of Eternal Night dungeon. Um, flying became available. Demon assaults started popping up randomly. PvP brawls and pet battle dungeons. All right. I, ca- I uh, can't believe Broken Shore came out that long ago. In yeah, March. Broken Shore was six yep. months ago. And wow. it was also, what, uh, six months, six from, months launch? from launch? Almost to the day. Mm-hmm. Seven. S- Almost seven, actually, from launch. Yeah, seven, but almost to the day from seven months. Mm-hmm. It's like six months and 20 days or something. Yeah. Which is insane. Um, so, yeah, Kevin, continue. Go ahead. Um, I didn't play Cathedral of Eternal Night very much. I think I played it to get the quest done and probably haven't played it since then. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. Just didn't really appeal to me. I mean, who cares? Um, Demon Assaults I've done now and again to get the AP that comes out of it. Still decent reward. Flying was a welcome change. Um, was happy to get flying. Was pissed off when I other people had it and I didn't have it yet. Like me. <laughs> I never did a pet battle dungeon and I did one brawl because there was a quest for it. So, I mean... The, now, uh, Kevin, yeah. one second. You forgot mm-hmm. something in that... We forgot to put something in the 7.2 list. What was that? Uh, Kevin loses all of his gold yeah, by yourself. Yeah, yeah, you didn't forget that one. <laughs> okay, yeah, I did lose all my gold. But I've made it back and I'm over 100k now, so what are you going right. to do? What are you going to do? All right, so continue, continue. Talk about Broken Shores, I mean, I don't know. Like it was it was nice to have another like area to do world quests on, but I wish they would have did what they did in 73, which was included in the emissary rotation so i could do it every now and again and not get pissed off because you want me to just come back and do all the quests on broken shore every goddamn day like that's what pissed me off about it is like the fact that i felt like i had to farm broken shore every day because it had kind of the best rewards available um when it should have just been in the rotation with the other zones in legion and you know that would have been that would have felt better i think so, 
Yeah. I was going to say, my mm-hmm. biggest right. issue is 7-1. I didn't mind that the emissaries didn't exist then. What I had a problem with, and I think, Gav, you'll agree, was just how spread out everything was. There wasn't yeah. enough content there to justify that that length of a spread. Um, and the fact... Before flying. No, even... I mean, even like, after flying. It's still... It's it's a long flight across that um, island. Not even just lengthwise as how it spread out the actual zone is, but time-wise. There wasn't enough content there. It justifies oh, 11 yeah, God, weeks. God help us. Um, there was... Yep. There was maybe two, three weeks of content that they actually put in. Well, well you have to remember, originally... Broken Shore was a lot more intrinsically intrinsically tied to the flying requirements. And it was supposed to be a Tanangelo-esque zone. Yeah, and then they got, you know, they got bitched out by a bunch of angry players, so they decided to cut all of the Broken Shore-related stuff and all the Demon Invasion-related stuff from the flying meta. And, you know, it kind of killed a lot of reason to be on the Broken Shore. The demon assaults, like having to complete the demon assaults to get flying, that was broken. That was bullshit. I will admit that was bullshit. Purely because of yeah. the spawn timers. If they fixed the, random, spa- the, if they fixed the spawn it. timers, it wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah. It would have been Bob's. It would have been very quick to do. But, but so I see what Chris is talking about now because in Argus, which we'll get to in a moment, we had a ton of content on three different zones release in three weeks. And in Broken Shores, it was 11 weeks, and we got maybe a third of the content we, we got, got in 7. content that you would be doing mm-hmm. anyway in a given day. Kill some demons. Mm-hmm. Grab some chests. Collect one nether it was, shard. It was... Oh, don't even start me on that fucking quest. I ground my ass out <laughs> to get those goddamn nether shards, and I wanted one son of a bitch. Okay? <laughs> um... But as if it was actually story, scenario, where the story progresses and actually gives you something, I'm going to use your word, Kevin, compelling, then I don't think think it would have been a problem. But it wasn't. It was stuff you do every single day anyway. I mean, looking at the 7.2 release versus the 7.1 release, I feel like there is a vast difference between the level of content that we got. We got like a huge mythic dungeon. We got a raid in 7.1. And then in 7.2, we got, you know, broken shore and a dungeon. And it's like, uh, Oh, and we got all of the uh, emissaries and everything just being broken as shit during the, that time period. Hmm. So, so uh, I, I feel like they need to have more consistency in their, you know, point releases to, you know, I, like what they're doing with the point five releases. They're giving us some tuning stuff. We should have some consistent content in the point releases, too. I think they I think. I don't think Broken Shore was originally supposed no, to be. No, it wasn't. Weeks. It was not um, something held them back. Yeah, I, I'm pretty three. certain it was probably development on uh, 7.3. Because let's be honest, Argus so was they had huge. Tomb was... Mm-hmm. Do you think that Tomb was broken at that point? 
uh, they Tomb needed was probably extra time. Not, Tomb was probably not working correctly. Well, Tomb never worked correctly even up until after the first her- Tomb uh, still doesn't kill. work correctly. There are still parts of Tomb that don't work right. Uh, but that, I'll be honest, that's something that always happens with a major raid, and especially on such a condensed time schedule as what we're dealing with right now. Yeah, so maybe they were working on two, maybe it was already done and they were working on Argus, who knows. But yeah, Broken Shore was just too long of doing Broken Shore. Um, with nothing rewarding. I think a lot of people got bored with it, and yeah, just kind of was like, eh. PvP Brawls I mean, were great, Vince though. had not even finished broken shore yet he vince had not even unlocked broken shore when argus opened like that's how much people just oh, my hunter hasn't touched cares. broken shore i haven't touched broken shore on my hunter well the good part is now you just have to do the broken shore scenario once on a character and then you can unlock all them automatically going to argus on your next yeah. on your alts so um um i was gonna say pvp mm-hmm. brawls from that patch though i love them i think they're great it's a it's a good it's a good addition of content. Like, PvP rolls are just really just fun, and that's it's when it comes to PvP because it's so focused on arena and raid battlegrounds. It's nice to just have something for a casual PvP player, jump in and have some fun. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, um, yeah. boys, I'm going to tell you this right now. Here's your hot take, unpopular opinion, hipster bullshit uh, for yeah. the episode. Okay. Uh I don't think they should have I given agree. us flying. I completely agree. Mm. I don't. Think Are we going to be one fly. of those podcasts? We're going to be one of those podcasts. I, I uh, no. I honestly don't think they should have let us fly. I really don't. I, I think it would be refreshing to see an entire expansion. And no, Draenor Pathfinder doesn't count. Um, I, I would have liked to see an entire expansion with us being completely I grounded. It would have been interesting. I agree. I completely agree. I I, I haven't liked flying since uh, flying felt really crappy when it first came out oh don't get me wrong it was oh and the slow so normal cool. oh we're flying this that and this but and then you realize you're going 60 percent, and then you realize the that you're losing out on so much as well you're missing uh the, the amount of scenery that they're mm-hmm. putting in you're missing the little nooks and crannies that have these hidden little bits world pvp completely vanishes there's just so many things that flying didn't that removed that didn't need to be removed but because the problem is I don't think they could have introduced this expansion without eventually giving us flying because they've already opened that can of worms oh yeah and that's something we've talked about in the past before it's just like they've opened this can of worms it's going to take a monumental effort for completely. them to pull it back I have an idea we what? just have a completely underwater expansion no we did that and no it, was called, it was called nope. Vashra and we're never doing that again nope Nope. Nope. I actually liked Vashir, though. That's Vashir. the worst part. I like the story like of Vashir. I just didn't like being underwater all the time. I don't like 360 degrees combat. It's not fun. Positional mechanics? Uh, positional yeah. mechanics in water is a nightmare. It is already, yeah. It's already yeah. hard to position yourself on just normal. On land. It's, it's yeah, hard enough land. to get the fucking mobs to follow you correctly on land. Nope. No <laughs> underwater zones. Never again. Please. Okay. What about 7.2.5? What happened then, no. Gavril? All right. I will be happy to talk about 7.2.5. 7.2.5 came out in June 9th, 
2017. So that was just about three months ago, just a little bit over three months ago at this point. Uh, it was mostly a class tuning patch. We did see, uh, the tomb of Sargeras finally release three months later. It was fun. After 7.2. <laughs> I never did tomb. It's like I, I got so burnt out during that time frame. It's like I never. I don't. I don't think I've even done L. Yeah, I haven't done anything but the first wing of LFR. Don't of blame tomb. me. I really don't. Like I didn't do. I haven't done any of the other LFR wings. I never pugged the raid. I never did anything. I mean, I'm I'm nine ten nine eleven nine twelve something like that. Uh, I level on my tank. I'm pretty well geared. I'm not terribly geared. I have no desire to go back and do tomb just like I have no desire to go back and do uh night hold mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's just like, I, I, I can't find only, it compelling anymore. The only reason you that, don't have that, that desire weight. is just because of that burnout period. That burnout period. And it's just that weight. And it's just like, why would I want to do this? Why do I want to subject myself to these things? You had you got something we every didn't really two months. We really get that with, uh, with the weight between night hold, which was January to Tomb, which was June. We didn't really get any kind of intermittent story or something that was, again, using your word, compelling in between the, to- the tiers. Yeah, I just I just don't think I can bring myself back, uh, especially because I did play this as I would play any other WoW expansion where it's like I rushed through the content so that later I could go back and, you know, take a look kind of carefully. And it's just like, oh, wait, Legion is super not friendly to all. That, okay. that was my plan as well. That didn't happen. I, I, I would take. I would take Karazhan again. And I, in fact, I would trade Broken Shore for Karazhan. And, you know, of course, I would have to take some bad with the good because you know i'm getting karazhan that's great i'm not i'm getting rid of broken shore you know it's like i'll drag my dick through a mile of broken glass to do karazhan so here's it's the thing, okay Kevin, you're saying you didn't like I'm cathedral. Okay with that. i i liked cathedral my biggest issue with cathedral was just that the gear rewards weren't as rewarding as anything else like the stat weights and just the the relics and the trinkets they just weren't as engaging or enthralling as anything else that we had that was available so there wasn't any point in going there but the dungeon itself was great i love that dungeon story-wise and the mechanics and the bosses are fantastic i'm not saying make the gear better i'm just saying bring the gear on par because the gear wasn't on par stat-wise and just I mean, the, the trinkets there are just not great are they i don't even think there even are trinkets in that dungeon Mythic is definitely doing that very well. I don't think Heroic is. I think Heroic is still too easy compared to what it should. Because it, it's too easy for us. Fair. Nah, fair. Fair. We remember, fair, we're not fair, casual fair, fair, players. No, I'll say that. Fair, fair. Because um, like, when, when I hit 110, I didn't even... It's no, not, it's not it's anymore. Not, it hasn't been for endgame for a very long time. But when, when I hit 110, I didn't even look at Heroics. We just jumped straight into Mythics. I think heroics could still be a little mm-hmm. bit more difficult just to kind of make a stepping stone rather than a, right, I've done all my quests, I'm 110, let's go straight, let's just go mythics, let's just go. It's, yeah, let's, let's just go into the fire. In. I feel like they could they could make it a little more of a stepping stone. That's the only, that's my quarrels with the, uh, the normal heroic mythic five-man setup. 
All right. So we've talked enough about that part of that. The other thing that we did see was 7.2.5, mostly because we're thir- an hour and 13 minutes into this show, is we did see Time Walking for Black Temple released. Um, I don't think I've seen any infographics. I know Blizzard usually releases like infographics with information relating one, yeah. to these things. I, I haven't seen anything about it yet. So I don't know what the engagement I did it. was. It took us five hours to clear and it was so much fun. <laughs> Oh, it was so nice to just go back and just punch Elodin. It was brilliant. Uh, so just a little bit of heads up. Mr. Kevin uh, muted his mic at some point. Uh, so I don't know. We might just keep the whole thing as it is. It'll be interesting. But the problem was is that he was talking for a while, too. Um, no, yeah. The, the, good, the good thing is, by the looks of it, you and I were talking a lot. So it, it, it might make sense what happened. It's mostly back and forth between us. So if this doesn't make any sense, we can do a dramatic yep. reenactment of this later. Uh, but Time Walking Black Temple, uh, basically, uh, Kevin was saying that uh, he – Chris virtually mentioned it, as you have heard. Chris actually mentioned it. Kevin then mentioned that uh, myself and his uh, raid group, a group of friends and people he knows uh, – went in and did it and they did not complete it because I rage quit on the Illidan fight uh, because of some bullshit that happened that I wasn't pleased with. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm actually quite thrilled that they failed it. Um, and it's because I was the one explaining the fight we- mechanics to them and nobody understood how so, to deal with the uh, blades. The, the, of main, the main problem with time walking black temple was the bugs. I think there were there were definitely some things that were bugged out that they had to fix. There was at least two major bugs that I remember. That one they hot fixed. I think during the actual like when we were actually in the raid that night. I can't remember like Sunday night, and then the other one they fixed shortly thereafter. But I I don't feel like it was completely you know fixed before they released it. Was it the one with the uh, the progress issues? It was the progress issues that has nothing to do with the actual raid itself. That's just the that's just the uh the yeah the raid uh, ID because we we cleared on the I Thursday was a... we cleared on the Thursday the first night uh, the second night it was available in Europe. I thought that there was another one during the Illidan fight too. No, but no, I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't remember because we anything. swapped out one of our um, actual raid nights and just took the entire ra- entire guild in and just did it in one night. Uh, the limited time frame to actually do the raid, I think, too, was I think they could leave it open for two weeks and not That's hurt anyone's feelings. Or... I think it would be better served. I, I think it would be better served not being tied directly to Burning Crusade time walking. Yeah. What do you I think? actually Chris? like that it's linked to Burning Crusade time walking. I think because they're planning to implement more raids uh, that are in time walking system. So when we get the Cataclysm raids, when we get the Wrath raids, when we get the uh, Pandaria raids, it'll give us more options every time that the events are up. It's not like this is going to be the only okay. Time Walker raid we're ever going to see. It's just, you know, you know it, right now, as the system stands, we're only going to see yeah. it every six months because of how the event system works. I think a better idea would be to decouple Time Walking from the event system. I, I do agree. agree with that. I, I think, think it should be its if- own system uh, that rotates. It should be its own rotating system. Like every month, you get a different time walking era or something. I don't know. I think at the end of a raid tier, like after a raid's been out for maybe 
I don't know, three months or four months. They should just open one up for like two months. That could work like an alternate thing. Like uh, yeah. that's what they do to yeah, so keep people busy rather than yeah. after a raid. There being four months of a raid and then six months of nothing. Here you go. Here's, here's some wrath time walkers. Go have some fun. Go, go kill Arthas again. Yeah. Open up like two or three old raids. Oh, yeah. no. Actually, what would be really good is uh, scaling heroic versions. Ooh. Of the old, of scaling heroic versions of time walking back, you know, at the end of a raid tier. It's like, champions, the bronze flight has called for your assistance. The infinite flight is attempting to cause chaos through history. We must go back to the Ice Crown Citadel and take... And take revenge on the whatever, and then it's just like it's just basically it's, it's heroic, heroic ice cream saddle. Yeah, it's like it's heroic ice crown. I it's, like this. Uh, you know, going back and doing like heroic, uh, uh, like you you don't even have to do like the end raids. You could go back and just do Ooh, any are. of the raids. Period. You know, you go back and you have champions. Odin has called for our assistance. Some event has happened in the past, and we must go back to Olduar yeah. and redo something. I don't fucking know. But, you know, it, it's it's a thing that, you know, it's something they can throw in as stopgap content. Oh, did I tell you? I got my mom's head, by the way. But, I got it last week. I still have it. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. This show's over. We're not going to talk 7.3. <laughs> Fine, talk okay. about 7.3. 7.3. Yeah. Wait, we, did we talk about yes. Tumas Argaris? Quite extensively. Oh, we did. <laughs> okay. we, we, extensively. Uh, 7.3, the latest and current patch content of World of Warcraft went live on the 29th of August, 2017. And with it, it brought the three uh, questing zones of Argus. Uh, it also brought the newest dungeon, which is the Sea of the Triumvirate. And when... Coming out soon, it will bring the raid, which is Antorus, the throne of something? The Burning Throne, thank burning you. Burning Throne. Um, and the uh, Netherlake Crucible system, which we have discussed to death in the past. <laughs> Extensively. And, and today. today yeah. um, this, for me, this patch anyway, has brought Legion back up into... Into a decent level of a this is a good expansion. Um, the story okay. content that we've received just from three weeks alone has been outstanding, especially comparatively to the Broken Shore. Um, we've just seen major events. Plus, we've got some awesome characters coming back, voiced by the way by some amazing voice actors. Uh, it's absolutely mm-hmm. great to see. Just Legion coming back to how it started. Good, solid story content, an interesting dungeon, and hopefully an awesome raid that's coming out soon. All right. Um, so, Kevin. Yeah. 7.2 to 7.3. Your mm-hmm. opinion. Hmm. My Not opinion, your rank, but your opinion. Hmm. Hmm. I like that we finally got flying. I think that was the biggest thing that's happened. Um, the new story stuff that we got in Argus is definitely cool, and the fact that we're for- further tweaking our artifact weapons is is going to 
provide some extended play into the end of this year. So I think that's fun too. Um, the tomb was definitely better than Nighthold, in my opinion, in terms of rating. So I, I feel like, you know, off to a slow start with the broken shore content, but I think they redeemed themselves with Tomb of Sargeras and eventually what we did in Argus. So not bad. Okay. Um, so Chris, what's your rank? Where, where, what, what's your new barrack? What's your number? What, what number would you assign to this, this, this set of patches? patches this, uh, um, this five months. This five months. Purely because of the broken shore and the fact that we now have flying. Six out of ten. It was six out of ten. Argus uh, bumped Kevin, it up to six. It would question. have been a two, by the way. Argus bumped it all the way up. Mm, mm, mm. Um, Kevin, mm, I think it's eight, and then I would probably revise my first half of the year as being maybe six. Okay, so like after seeing the last five months, you're like, oh, the first six months weren't all that great comparatively, mm-hmm. comparatively to what you're dealing with now, or are you just like straight up revising the first six months? Um. I don't know. I I don't think it, it's difficult to compare because like Legion itself and what came out in the base Legion patch was so big compared to everything else that we've got since then. Obviously, because it was the actual patch. But um, yeah, I mean it, it's not bad. I think we had a better raid. I think we had better story content with Argus, and you know, compared to a worse raid with Nighthold. I don't know. I think it's a little better. So, uh, so you're saying you give uh, the last five months an eight, Chris? You said yeah. six. Okay. Personally, I I'd say it, it's it's still a seven. Hmm. It it stayed it stayed above average consistently through the expansion. That's yeah. that's straight up. I I like that all the new systems they added. I don't like the fact that it's it's been such a test bed for new systems and new processes, but overall it's been a good expansion. I did have a couple of doldrum periods where I wasn't interested in playing, but uh, I, I feel like they've done a pretty good yeah, job. I would overall. say over, overall so far a year in, it's a solid seven, seven out of 10 for me. The entire expansion as a whole, solid seven out of 10. Okay. Uh, Kevin, the whole expansion, not just focusing on a single bit, whole expansion. Uh, compared to Warlords of Draenor, this is 11. <laughs> Accurate. This is 11. <laughs> what is your actual number? That that is the number. I mean, that is that is the I, number. Honestly, that's what I'm comparing it to. I mean, I haven't you know played the old expansions during real time, so this is the best expansion I've ever played. I would say okay. for me, it's so, at number three of overall expansions. Stays at number three. Okay. Uh, so I, I think this is going to be your number two, right, Kevin? <laughs> this is the number two expansion on your list, right? Yes. I, yes, will, yes. I will say when, um, before Argus came out, it went to number four. Vanilla took over. Vanilla did take over mm-hmm. its number three spot again for a brief period there. Okay. All right. Um, so myself, I would say Legion is a firm two or three on my list. Uh, I would say, I hate to sound the hipster, but I would say BC and then wrath. And then, yeah, I would say BC wrath and then, uh, 
uh, Legion. Rats are always by in Cataclysm. those top two. Rats I, always in those top two. It doesn't it matter who is. you it's, speak so to. Consistently will be consistently. Consistently Where's good. Pandaria? Pandaria is number Pandaria one for me. Better. I didn't like Pandaland. I have made that clear no, yeah. many times. I I'm did the one not that liked Pandaland, Pandaland, and it is consistently mm. number one for okay. me. Uh, has been since Mess of Pandaria, probably always will be. You can tell we don't know what's coming out in the future, but at least from where Legion's sitting, Pandaria at number one, then Wrath, then Legion. Um, so our average score for so our average score for the game for Legion is 8.3. If we actually take Kevin's, 11. you know, 11 at face value. If we yeah. don't, we've got uh, our scores. I would solid say eight. an 8 is a solid place for yeah. the expansion to be. Eights, yeah. Especially coming from the, the lull that was Warlords. Getting an expansion of this quality out of that is definitely a high for Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. And with that, should we start wrapping yeah. things up? Yeah, we're pretty much at the wrap-up point at this point. Okay. Chris, anything else you want to add? I'm just hoping and praying that we... Because we're going to get the expansion announcement at BlizzCon. I'm just hoping... There's no way around it. There's I'm no just hoping and it. praying that they also say, and we're going into beta next month. Because that's the only... Going into beta either December or January. If it's a December or January that's beta, the it'll only be fine. way that I can see that we're going to not have another year of... Ice Crown Citadel, of uh, Siege of Orgrimmar, of Dragon Soul, of uh, oh my god, like Hellfire well, Citadel. I, I was talking yeah, with Nikolai know. about this. I was actually talking with Nikolai about this yesterday, and I think I was talking with you too, Kevin. Or it might have just been Nikolai. I don't remember. But I was saying that we're going to get a BlizzCon announcement for the expansion, and then it's going to be, you're going to get that famous, oh, and one more thing. And it's going to be like we're going into beta yeah. at the end of December. If they if that happens, we're good. We're actually they've actually done it for the first time since Warcraft's launch. They have actually done it. But if we don't see that, it's going to be another problem. It's just the turnaround between the expansion is very tight because this will have been a year expansion, almost I mean, two. I'll st- if you think about it, like at the end of that expansion, when you're done doing all the stuff that you want to do, I'll stick around for maybe a month, maybe two months max. But at that point, I'm spending. So that point, I've already spent thirty dollars on basically nothing, which doesn't feel good. And I can only do fishing <laughs> events for so long before I get annoyed. All right. So, our so it's, hope- it's got to be you know within six months or less for the next expansion. All right. Um, Kevin, any final thoughts on this? Any Anything to add? No. Okay. I really don't have a whole lot to add. Uh, Chris pretty much covered that, that hope and dream that we have. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and jump into don't do that. So, uh, Kevin. I've got one life. Don't do that. If you're on a plane, close your window. All right? No one cares about looking out the window. I the do. The light I just do. keeps people... The light keeps people awake. Bring a face mask. I Close use that window. light to read with. It's better than using mm. the 
crappy little light. I'm sorry, on the I w- I f- I'm flying 14 hours. I'm take I'm taking a fucking book. If you don't like it, too freaking bad. Buy something to cover your eyes. Use the little it's light shit. above your head, but no, it's, it's a shit it's light. Absolutely shit. I don't like the windows in planes. No. Get a fucking get no. a fucking sleeping mask, you fucking pussy. People that don't fly often. Okay. And the second don't do that is don't mute yourself yes, for half the show. Um, that would be beneficial. If I do that again, we're probably going to have to implement a backup system, which no one wants to do. No, I really don't want to fucking do a backup. No, you yeah. can implement a backup system. <laughs> we I never mute we myself for extended periods of time. Taking a vape draw. You don't. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I'll do a backup. Maybe I'll record the Discord as the backup system. Yeah, you can do that. That's fine. And then people will get an an, an extra coffee uh, version if we have coffee to time. do a backup. The hot coffee version? No, with coughing. Is that coffee? coffee. Oh, now coffee. With, I thought he said coffee. <laughs> now with extra cough, <laughs> coffee. He said coffee. He said fucking coffee. Well, like coffee, like with a Y at the end, but it doesn't. Yeah, never mind. Let's move on. C-O-U-G-H. I'm crashing. Clearly. I'm obviously crashing. The coffee's wearing uh, off. I have board. absolutely no don't do that um, other than don't play a wide board into uh, priest removal. I have to That's go it. write a D&D a campaign. A priest removal? <laughs> I have to go write a huh? D&D campaign. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's going to be our show this week, folks. To talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at Azeroth CTC. Mr. Kevin over here is at Swing Cat. That is Cat with a K. Mr. Chris is at Akari underscore Mag. I, of course, am at Gavril. That's two I's, one L underscore E-T. You can email the show at AzerothCTC at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.AzerothCTC.com. That's assuming we actually bother remembering to update the website. Shoot us a review. SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever you want to we love to hear from you bitch at us on twitter do whatever we love to hear from y'all that's gonna be it uh say some random words boys. random words there we go have a good one folks bye, bye. bye.